Hey, Andrew. Hey, Alex. What's this? This is our podcast, Brains on the Outside. What's that? Well, we talk about business ideas and creativity and weird things like, what if you made an advent calendar, but for people you hate, what would be in it? (laughs) One baby in every day. One baby in every day. Yeah. That's a mediocre meal of baked beans on the 25th. (laughs) Candles that when you burn, they smell really bad. (laughs) But they have like, they have mice smell and things in the front of them. So you're very confused. Like this should be like a summer's day and it smells like poop. (laughs) (laughs) You've quite an interesting episode coming up. Have you actually, have you watched any of the World Cup? No, not at all. Either have I. So we're going to talk about it a lot. Okay, let's go. So football, do you know much about football? Offside, man. David Beckham, Wayne Rooney. Yeah. No, I, I, I watched when the England women's team won. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was there for that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you were there. Holy shit, you were there. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, 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 don't, I, I don't really care about the sport. I, I just love hype. Yeah. I love, ex- oh, I love getting excited. And it was quite a good thing to get excited about. Yeah, that was cool. I enjoyed that. It was fun. Yeah, I don't. The, everything that I know about football, I've learned from Ted Lasso. That that's actually my other my other cultural touch point. Yeah, Ted Lasso. Um, but I've not watched any of this year's World Cup. I've just not really got that into it. And there's lots of reasons I think maybe that it is. There's all the corruption and the location is that, but also. I don't find football that interesting a thing to watch, to be totally honest. Mm. On TV. No, yeah. I think I think there's a there's like you can get into some of the hype of it and it's a bit of excitement and stuff when there's other people around and whatever. But fundamentally, I mean, it could be more fun. Exactly. It could be more exciting. So my thought for this week is FIFA as a business needs to change and evolve because it's losing out on this key demographic, people like us. They've done football. What is football too? Yeah. And I'd like to open the floor up for that. Because okay. I think there's small changes we can make and some very, very big ones. <laughs> and I want to kick off. Yeah. That's a football pun. <laughs> <laughs> what if you just threw a normal person in there? Oh, just chucked them in. Yeah. They one just, on each team. One, they just pluck someone out of the stands. Yeah. So this will encourage people to go to football games. Oh, Yeah. That's probably not a problem they have filling these stadiums. <laughs> but you go to a football game, there's, there's like, you know, one in a hundred thousand chance that you'll be pl- plucked out and you'll get to play with, play, with, play with all the other boys and girls. So is it an, an 11-person team becomes a 12-person team? I, that's actually what it is. Because uh, I feel it's going to be such a disadvantage to the team having them on it that they may as well have 11 professionals. Okay, yeah. And, and, and is that for both sides at the same time? Uh, yes. Now... This will be beneficial to the viewer, to me, because one, it'll be pretty funny. And two, I have no idea how fast these people are running. <laughs> I, I can't I can't visualize it. So having a, a, a normie in there, just to give me some frame of reference, I'm, that's great. I feel like there's, that introduces real variability into the game as well, because sometimes you're going to get a normie who's actually quite good at football. Yeah. Sometimes you're going to get one who's really, really keen, yep. but isn't that great, and is maybe going to injure themselves. Yep. And then you might just pluck out of the crowd someone like me who wants to just sit in the corner and make daisy chains yeah. while the football happens around them and keeps running away from the ball. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. I just have another rule for this section. I think it's all additive. I don't think we can... 
Once the idea is out there, Alex, we can't take it away. <laughs> so your ne- your idea is going to have to build on top of it. It's always a normal person. And now what what else does this game now have? Multiple balls. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is it like, does every, is there like a ball for a team? Is there like a red ball and a blue ball and you're, and you to get a goal have to get the red ball in or can do both balls work equally? I think that there's the normal goals as usual. And then beside the normal goals, there's another smaller goal. Okay. And if you get the ball in the smaller goal, that releases the multi-ball. Oh. And another ball gets fired out onto the pitch. And you can have as many balls on the pitch as many multi-balls as you uh, <laughs> as you manage to hit. Yeah. So you could end up with like 100 balls on the pitch at any one time. And th- apart from that, the rules are still the same. You just have to keep the ball in the net. <laughs> yeah. But there are just a it's lot a, of balls. Like 40 of them. Yeah. It'd be so exciting. Imagine that happens and the lights, like, all the lights dim. Yeah. And then now it goes, multi-ball. Yeah. <laughs> like that and then just like balls start firing out everywhere just like okay so there's one person 40 balls I think every time someone scores a goal they need to be penalised a little bit to keep things balanced so I think then at that point we should take out another player and substitute them for another random person on the pitch so over the course of the game more normies more balls what about if we just put the whole pitch on a tilt? Does the tilt, <laughs> does the tilt sort of change over time? No, like it's just actually the whole pitch is on a hill. Oh, right. Okay. And a halfway time, this is what ends. So like sometimes you're playing downhill and sometimes you're playing to get uphill. You're always like Sisyphus kicking <laughs> yeah. the ball up. Yeah. I remember when I was like nine, um, there was like a, in very loose quotation marks, a football pitch outside of our school, it was a field, but the field obviously is a field. It was on a slope. So I feel that having FIFA players throw people and all these balls and the normal people playing the similar conditions is going to be more inspiring for the kids. Yeah. What if they're on a slope, multi-ball, m- multiple normal people, more over time, but also... One of the professionals is secretly playing for the other team. Oh, I love that. I had that idea as well. At halftime, there's a vote. Yeah. <laughs> Although, at, at any moment, a player could call a vote to be like, I think it's him. Oh. I think she is the imposter. But if they get it wrong, they're switched out for a fake. They have to switch out for a normal player too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I had something very similar to that. But also, I think, like... I quite like the idea of a game that changes over time. Yeah. So a mode, like you've got multiple mode, obviously. Yep. You've got regular mode. But there's a mode where all the kits just become the same. Both teams look the same. So Ooh. you don't know who's on any team anymore. I love this layer of suspicion and yeah. intrigue. That's, I understand like the beautiful game has a lot of strategies, but it doesn't have this sort of psychological, like what's going on? Who am I? Who are they? Yeah. That real mind fuck that we could give it. Yeah. My my final addition to this whole situation. Okay, so I'm trying to... Lots of players, lots of balls. You don't know who's on each team. The, the pitch is sloped. There's multiple goals now. Cor- FIFA is so corrupt. Let's get political for a moment. FIFA's a corrupt organization. Yeah. Let's just lean into it. <laughs> You're allowed to bribe players. You're allowed to take bets. <laughs> Everything is open to bribery now. 
If you're if you if you're on your team, if all if the people watching the game on the stands can pull enough money together, they're allowed to send a representative down and be like, "Do you just want to maybe just sit sit this out? <laughs> we've we've pulled together fifty pound and a kind of strong bow. <laughs> you just want to maybe sit this next couple of minutes out for us." <laughs> I don't know why I've adopted this tone, but welcome to the ad section of our show where we talk about the definitely real ads and definitely real businesses that are definitely paying us to advertise our products. Do we have a definitely real ad to talk about today? We definitely have a definitely real ad to talk about today. I feel like this is a very calming tone, a tone which would incentivize me to purchase a product. I feel like I am ready to really lean into the consumerist capitalist nature and buy whatever you tell me to buy now. I... Andrew, I'm very happy and pleased that we are definitely making 80 gajillion dollars an episode (laughs) with these adverts that we're putting out there. What is the ad for us today? Well, Andrew, it's it's coming up for Christmas, man. Ho, ho, ho. (laughs) What is the most most Christmassy of things that isn't Santa and isn't presents and isn't holly and isn't jingle bells and is an animal? (laughs) Okay. Well... (laughs) <laughs> well thank you for really uh r- r- reining that in for me i oh. believe it is a reindeer that goes by the name of rudolph it is a reindeer <laughs> that goes by the name of rudolph now i don't want to focus in on just one reindeer Donner, rudolph's great blitzen comet vixen that's all i know <laughs> dasher prancer dancer glancer are these actually their names Maybe. <laughs> reindeer. Reindeer, Andrew. The answer the answer is reindeer, as you've so kindly pointed out. I feel like the most Christmassy thing that, that there is at, at Christmas is is reindeer pulling a sleigh. That is the quintessential Christmas image, isn't it? It is. So this company that we have advertising with us here today, they bring Christmas right into your life by loaning you a troop of reindeer that you can attach to the front of your car to pull it around the streets while you do the school run, while you go to Tesco's, while you go to the gum clinic, while you go and buy a Christmas tree. All the things you generally do at Christmas will be even more Christmas era because your car is being pulled by reindeer. And, and, and in this year of Christmas, 2022, when there is a cost of living crisis, not paying for fuel because reindeers are pulling your car around has got to be beneficial. Thank you so calmly reading that ad. I have so many questions. <laughs> do so do you get the reindeer all month? Yeah. Wow. Do you have the cleanup after them? Or yeah. is someone there? And do you have to feed them? You have to look after them. You have to feed them. It's like they're not, a pet. They're not magical reindeer. <laughs> Sometimes people say a dog is not just for Christmas. Yeah. These <laughs> but these are. reindeers actually are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because no one wants to have their car pulled by a reindeer when it's not the month of December. Is there a clause about what if you get mistaken for Santa and you have to go on a magical Christmas adventure? <laughs> Do you get your money back? Or is that kind of one of the selling points? I do have difficult news for you about Santa. <laughs> what? <laughs> No, that there is a clause in there about that. 
yes, you cannot impersonate Santa. That is against the law. It's like impersonating a police officer. If, if you are, if someone asks if you're Santa, yeah, you have to tell them. You have to say no. <laughs> that is the law. Those are the rules. We do actually have a discount code for this, don't we? Right? But we've been told we can only hand it out if someone emails us and asks for it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How, how If someone wants a discount code to use this reindeer service, how would they, what, what would they email? Well, how would they get in contact with us? So the best way to do that, Andrew, just bringing up the energy here as we approach the call to action, is to email brainsontheoutside at gmail.com and just ask for the discount code while also either giving us a bit of feedback or asking us for some help with a business problem or idea that they have. That would be the best way to gain access to the discount code for the reindeer car pulling service, Santa Cars. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> So, Andrew, we've had quite an exciting week this week. Yes, we have. We saw a robot dog. We did see a robot dog. We saw some really, 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 really big ships. They were extremely large. We also saw a really, 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 really big shed. We did see a really, 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 really big shed. (laughs) A selling point of the place that we went to was the really, 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 really big shed. And sometimes people say, you're a really big shed, you're a really big boy, and you're like, oh, come on. It's not going to be that big. And then you see it, and you're like, oh, actually. Oh, yeah. My eyes almost, like, the dimensions and the scale of this, it almost looks fake. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like one of those Lovecraftian things where there's, like, you cannot comprehend this. Yes. Because it's so huge. It was the Cthulhu of boats. Yeah. So we did those two things on our lovely workshop that we did. Mm-hmm. And we also, we also, very excitingly, we went to a cocktail bar. We did. Now, this was not really related to work. This was just a fun thing to do. It's called the Cocktail Geeks. And... It's a themed cocktail bar that changes its theme every four months. A really fun idea. Uh, it's currently themed Lord of the Rings. But I think it's also been themed like Pokemon and Star Wars and... Marvel. Yeah, I, I saw like a Captain America shield hidden somewhere, tucked away somewhere. But it was Lord of the Rings. Yeah, it was great. There. It was really good, actually. And the cocktails were pretty tasty and it was, it was fun. It was nice. The people in there were really lovely as well. There was a nice one where... There was like um, golem themed ones, but like riddles in the dark. So you had to answer yeah. a riddle before you get it. Yeah, it was fun. But it made me think about uh, themed bars in general. Like you don't get that many really themed bars. Most bars are themed with the theme of let's Bar. just get really drunk. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas I think there's a lot of space for theming bars and lots of different things. I mean, the thing that immediately jumped into my head while we were in there was like, I want a Bridgerton themed bar. Old timey and a little bit horny. A little bit horny, yeah. <laughs> or if you want it to be a little bit more state, like a Pride and Prejudice themed bar. Yes, yeah. Yeah. And actually the Lord of the Rings themed bar that we were in had a a, a cocktail called the Deep Marshes or the Dead Marshes. Yes. That was like a murky marsh water colour. It looked like marsh water, but it tasted very nice. It is. And you could basically have that exact same cocktail but it's the water that Colin Firth walks out of in the BBC adaptation of Pride and Prejudice. You, that could, everyone charge yeah. you could charge a lot for that. <laughs> yeah, you would. Do you imagine you and your Bridgerton bar? Yeah. Alex's Bridgerton experience. Do people have to come dressed up? Because one, one of the patrons in the bar that we were at was dressed up like an elf. 
I think you really, I think, you know, I don't think you have to come dressed up, but if you want to put the effort in, we will celebrate that in style. Is there a discount code? If you, if, if you go there and you're, and you're dressed up like a original character, do you get money money off? Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So another idea that I had was very briefly a friend's theme cocktail bar where every drink on the menu is just called the one with and then a list of the ingredients. Oh, so <laughs> when you say list of ingredients, do you mean like the one with Tia Maria, two shots of vodka, yeah. and half a pint of tenants? Yeah, it's exactly <laughs> that. It's just literally the list of ingredients. That's it. <laughs> that's, that's funny. <laughs> I thought I do like these ideas. My only issue is that most themed bars that they're already are based on a pop culture totally. property. Mm-hmm. I would like to see us in our efforts for to run our bar, our business, to pivot away. Okay. I think history. Oh. I think, I, I like this idea also of the bar we were at where it changes theme a lot. What if every day the theme changes? Yeah. But the, so the bar opens, day one, opening to the bar, it is December the 4th, 1922. Yeah. And the second day the bar is open, the day the theme shifts forward one. Oh. And it's always a, exactly 100 years before. That's the theme. That's really You good. go in, there's newspapers from the era, everyone's dressed like that era, and no one ever breaks character. Oh, that's like, uh, there is a museum here in the Northeast a living museum called Beamish where there are characters for like the bank manager and, you know, the dentist and they never break character really. It's kind of like a cheap Westworld. Yes. For Victorian England. Yeah. I love this. This is a combination of Westworld and Beamish, but you can also get pissed. And booze. Yeah. And booze. And a bit, I think uh, the the thing here is, when you go in and it's like the moon landing day, people oh. are like hyped for the moon landing. Yes. We really lean into big historical. Hold on. We really, <laughs> we don't, we're not going to lean into all the big historical events. <laughs> might be a year here or there. You might just skip over. Yeah. But all the fun ones, the moon landings. Yeah. We're going to lean big into that. The good stuff. Yeah. I love that. So, to get away from pop culture again, I was thinking about bars that are themed with emotions. Like you just change it by emotion each month. So I was like, this month is angry month and everyone's angry in there. This month is sad month and everyone's sad. Everyone's a little bit saucy. There's going to be some months you really want to work there and some months you, you yeah. don't want to be there at sad month. Yeah, that's gonna be your, that you're, the, the patrons you attract for sad month to be very different from the patrons you attract for happy month. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, in sad month, every cocktail has tears in it. Angry month, your your bill for um, security goes way up. <laughs> you're, you're buying a lot more bouncers. <laughs> yeah, well, I was thinking about like the month themed around boredom is pretty good. It would take a really, really, really long time for your drinks to come out. Yeah, and there's nothing to do. There's nothing to do. It's just all the walls are white or like a beige. It's like an office. You, you walk in, oh, and it's like yeah. office in there. It's like, you know, mid-90s office space. Is yeah. is the TV on with boring things on it? Or is it just like, there's yeah. just nothing on it? It's just tedious. Just tedious. Uh, yeah, whatever's most tedious that day. No change. 
I think news, but maybe from a different day. Like just yeah. it's just like this is not interesting yeah, to anybody. Just the dull <laughs> yeah. What about a bar that is your eleventh birthday every day? It do you, do do you mean <laughs> you call ahead and you're like, right, I'm coming in next week, and then we send our team of researchers away. Yeah. To figure out what actually happened on your eleventh birthday, or is it generally themed like an eleven year old's birthday party? I think you are only allowed into the bar with your friends if it is your birthday. Right. And when you come in and it is your birthday, you have to book ahead. Yep. And we recreate your your exact 11th birthday. So we, okay, we send people away. We find your mommy. We find your daddy. We get you all the same presents. Yeah. Everything's the same. Do we let you like, is is this, um, does, are we very very strict on it happened on your 11th birthday so it's happening again or is this like a redo like if you had your 11th birthday and something embarrassing happened something bad happened are we giving you the chance to fix it effectively or is it happening as it happened i've just realized there's something really fucked up about this because when you were having your 11th birthday you probably weren't drinking <laughs> okay is a bar <laughs> yeah so well i i i I think about this a lot, actually, of like a lot of things you do out in the real world when you're, you know, it's it also centered around drinking, you know, you, when you want to go out at night, you just want to be singing in the flat, you just want to do something. There's not very many, many places you can go that isn't oriented around drinking. So maybe this is actually okay. Like, this is just a thing you can do yeah, with your friends totally at night true. that isn't, isn't based around drinking. Isn't getting drinking. It's on. based around the opposite. Yeah. You as an 11 year old. <laughs> yeah. Uh, g- getting high on sugar. I think other cultures do this way better than than ours. Oh, like yeah. British culture is very heavily focused on. Oh, are you outside of the house after seven p.m.? Here's some booze. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, I think, inadvertently have covered a lot of stereotypical parts of British culture today. <laughs> we really have football yeah. and drinking culture. And pulling your car around with reindeers. Yes. Well, that's going to be a future. In 50 years, people will look people back would, and yeah. think, how did we survive in the year of December without pulling our cars around with reindeer? Can you imagine how many reindeers we're going to need to make that work? <laughs> the reindeer breeding farm industry is going to be booming very soon. <laughs> we're going to have to find jobs for the reindeers for the other 11 months of the year, I think. But, you know. We could, we could do that. Easy. Yeah. Well, also, we have this. all these listeners out there where, why are we doing all the work? We could be outsourcing to them. We're like, always doing all the work, Andrew. I know, it's crazy, right? What is this? Listeners, if you have ideas of what reindeers could do during the other 11 months of the year, how would they tell us, Alex? Send us an email. An email. Brainsontheoutside at gmail.com. Do it right now. Right now. Open your email up. And just start typing. Brainsontheoutside at gmail.com. The subject thing, reindeer jobs. And just off you go. I'm going to count down from five, and when I hit one, you, you press the send button. Five, four, four three, three, two, two one, one send. send. Even if the email's half finished, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it just says hi, <laughs> that would be great. I have one last football idea. Go for it. Okay, what about, so we got tilted pitch. Yep. We got multi-ball. Multi-ball. We got extra players on the pitch. We got some normies on there. We yep. got mass corruption. We got some hidden players. Yep. Just big flippers. <laughs> okay. Big, big paddles at the bottom of the pitch. Whoever has the low end of the pitch just has the really big paddles on it as well. And you're like, 
the there are huge pads that the players have to jump up and down on to make the paddles flip. So we're playing pinball. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah. So we just we just we just made it pinball as well as football. I love football too. <laughs> <laughs> Keep your brain on the outside, Andrew. Keep your brain on the outside, Alex.